Welcome to the GovX podcast, focused on the importance of data in the 21st century world, where we discuss data-centric topics such as fundamentals of data management and use, strategies for building buy-in within organizations, the crucial role that communities play in its important work, and so much more. My name is Rudy DeLeon Dinglas, and I am a senior advisor at the Johns Hopkins Center for Government Excellence, or GovX. GovX is housed within the Centers for Civic Impact at the Johns Hopkins University. In this role, I use my experiences in performance management programs in local governments, along with my academic research focus, to provide expert advice in the form of technical assistance and tailored training to decision makers and staff in the local and state levels. Today, we're discussing the City of Rochester, Minnesota's efforts in building the foundational structures to improve data management, particularly around the topic of affordable housing, which supports the enhancing quality of life priority for the city administration. While GovX facilitated a technical assistance engagement this past few months, Rochester did the heavy lifting. Their commitment to operational excellence is evident, and during this episode, we will look at how Rochester's experience and efforts can be replicated by many other cities who are trying to accomplish this type of work. Today, we're joined by Rochester's very own Mayor Kim Norton and Deputy City Administrator Aaron Parrish. Thank you, Mayor Norton and Aaron, for joining us here today. And if you could give us a brief introduction to our audiences, Mayor Norton. Well, hi, Rudy. It's great to be here uh, to join you about this really important topic today. Um, I've been mayor of Rochester for the last two years and was lucky enough to be chosen as part of the um, Bloomberg Harvard City Leadership Initiative, which is where we connected with you. So very happy to be discussing this important topic. And good morning, Rudy. Uh, again, Aaron Parrish, really thanks for the opportunity to be here. As you mentioned, I'm the Deputy City Administrator. Um, I, of course, support the City Administrator, the Mayor, the Council in uh, delivering and executing their policy vision. And I specifically support our Development Services and Infrastructure Team, which is Public Works, Community Development, and building safety. And so we really deal with uh, both the physical and social quality of our community. And we're really excited about the opportunity to um, bring a stronger emphasis on data and evidence-based decision-making to our team. Thank you, Mayor Norton and Aaron. And thank you again for joining us. And I completely agree. That's something that many cities are working on is to bring the data-centric management to the practices. So this past few months, I have been working closely again with a team from Rochester on building the foundational structures to improve data management around this topic of affordable housing. Mayor Norton or Aaron, could you tell me a little bit about what led to this topic being a very pivotal issue for your administration and for the city of Rochester? For me, uh, it was more about how, when we're decision makers at the table, how do we engage with our administration and our staff to get the information and data we need to make really good decisions. Affordable housing happens to be a real need in our community. We are unique in that we have a a very high adjusted median income uh, because we are a medical community with thousands of medical staff. Uh, Because of that, our rentals and our housing prices uh, tend to be a little inflated, which means uh, the affordable housing issue is is a real struggle for people at the lower end of the income, and uh, rents are are higher than than are within reach. So it was really important for us to really understand what the housing needs were, and that's why this topic was selected 
for our work in data. And Aaron may have more to share. Yeah, I think the mayor really covered it well. I mean, Rochester's home to Mayo Clinic, which is the, you know, in our opinion, of course, um, unhumbly the world's best hospital. And, you know, really we support 39,000 medical professionals. But as the mayor indicated at the core of that, I mean, we're a community based on compassion, hospitality and the service industry. And, you know, we really need to do right um, by not only our community, but our medical visitors, and, um, you know, we're not only regionally significant, we're nationally uh, and significant to our state. So, you know, key to our strategy to build on our strategic priorities, one of which is enhanced quality of life, is really to, you know, have that focus on housing. And we have such a need, um, even through this pandemic, we have seen that um, we've had rapid appreciation in the uh, our existing housing stock, which has put pressure on our existing naturally occurring affordable housing. And so from a policy perspective, affordable housing is just so important for us to be successful and equitable. Um, we have a lot of opportunities as a community through our Destination Medical Center initiative, which really supports um, life science and innovation-based development in our community to serve and, and really have that um, focus. But if we're not going to be successful if we don't have affordable housing. So it's just a top-of-mind issue. But even on bigger is we have such an opportunity as an organization to use data. And, and I think affordable housing was just the vehicle to have that conversation. So we were super excited about that. Thank you for that. And we completely agree, you know, um, starting with one specific topic like affordable housing, seeing it work in that area, and then being able to scale it up to the rest of your agencies and your efforts in Rochester. Um, I think you guys are well on your way. I think this one specifically for... Aaron, who's been in mostly week-to-week meetings with me here, what would you say are some of the pain points that you encountered as you started diving deeper into this topic throughout the engagement? Things that you found out that were hard to do or hard to find? Well, I, I really think just getting an understanding of the issue, you know, why is affordable housing important and really helping you know, us to lens that and, and bring some definition to it. There's so much data in this space um, it really was challenging to understand what's the important data and then how is it going to ultimately sort of drive, you know, where we should spend our time. And so starting from the bottom up was super helpful to create sort of a larger funnel and then kind of work it down in terms of what's important and what are those leading and key indicators going to be. So I think just on its initial uh, phase, the scope was just daunting, but through the coaching, you know, with the, with the Johns Hopkins uh, team, uh, Rudy and Sheila in particular, just shout out to the, you know, the, the work that you all did in helping us through that. Um, and, and I think just, of course, like any of these efforts, you know, that initial buy-in to, you know, what are we going to do that's different now than what we've done before? And I think, you know, the mayor, of course, casting uh, solid leadership on this is super helpful. Um, and, and not only that, but then bringing the resources in for us to have an effective conversation. So I, I think just that buy-in piece, um, helping us get the problem scoped um, and, and running us and coaching us through the exercises was super helpful and, and made those pain points that much easier. So I would concur with Aaron on this. I think a couple others, and he, he talked about resources. I think staffing, um, we are a small 
uh, medium-sized city and growing, but we have a small staff relative to the work that we need to do as a, as a growing community. So I think, you know, that is a little bit of a, a challenge for us is um, with limited staff, how do you uh, carve out the time? And part of, I think, what you've offered us is the tools. When you have the right tools, it takes less time to do it. When you know what you're doing, when you have that education, it's easier as we move move along. And I think specific to housing, um, in Rochester, that has often been viewed as not a city issue. Housing is some, it's a county issue or it's a market issue. And, and you know, so us understanding that we want to tackle that issue because it is a city issue um, was really, uh, you know, kind of new, I would say, other than TIF spending. We don't really talk a lot about what's our responsibility for housing as, as much as uh, maybe some other cities do. So in addition to that, the last point I think I would add is we're moving in this direction how do we get that information out and make it usable? How can I, as an elected official, take that information and make the right decision? And then how do we continue to measure as we move along so we know when we've taken a wrong step? How can we pivot? We, you know, we'll have information now, but how are we going to use it? So I think uh, we still have work to do there, but you guys have really helped us um, get on the right path, I think, and I appreciate that. Thank you for that. And I think, you know, the main key takeaway and one of the things that I'm proudest from this engagement is, yes, we have the tools that we're using, but as Erin pointed out earlier, the buy-in from the leadership, Mayor Norton's commitment, your leadership team's commitment to this topic has really propelled it forward because the staff might be willing to do the work, but at the same time, if there's no leadership push, it would not happen. So it's one of the things that I've always hammered, even in my conversation with colleagues, is how Rochester is so dedicated to moving the work. Prior to this engagement, Mayor Norton and Aaron, have you had any engagements with the Centers for Civic Impact? I have not, Aaron. Yeah, I can start. So we uh, very humbly uh, initially did the uh, What Works Cities certification. I know you guys sort of you know have parallel partnership there, but it, that was our kind of our first lens into this. And and then obviously it's kind of built. And you know, coming out of this, I think our goal certainly is to continue to you know pursue What Works Cities certification. Um, and and I think you have all equipped us to really think about our data governance approach and plan in a better way to help us be more successful as we um, go down that path. And so um, that really was, you know, sort of our, our only real engagement, but I think more importantly, we're enthusiastic about the opportunities with partnership going forward. Rudy, you did an amazing job capacity building with our team around a performance management program and delivering training. And I think for us to be successful, ultimately, we're gonna have to continue to do that and continue to build that capacity um, as you know, one of our takeaways from this was to develop a data governance plan that contemplated that leadership buy-in, that contemplated how are we going to govern our data going forward, and and we didn't have that. And so we're getting that stood up um, through the your help and partnership. We were to develop a plan. We're going to pilot that with our development services infrastructure team to see how we can scale it up, and then hopefully get it adopted uh, organizationally as, as we prove those initial successes. Thank you for that, Aaron. I'd like to, ex- I'd like to ask you to expand on that um, since we're doing this pilot program for, for this topic and for DSI, for which you mentioned the Development Services Infrastructure Group. How do you see rolling that out, Aaron, into other areas of the city, applying that same concept, uh, learn- using the tools that you have now 
to affect other parts of the city? Yeah, so I, I think in terms of how we scale it up and how we apply it to the organization, I think that's a great question. I really think we have to have some success with how we do it in our pilot within the development services and infrastructure team to show that it works, to show that it's an important commitment. And it, it's like many things. I mean, we have to prove it out to folks in order to get that engagement and buy-in. And, and I think, you know, once we do that, you know, we need the need to try to engage it with our um, broader leadership team at the city. We have pockets of data prosperity in Rochester, but we need to kind of take those pockets of prosperity and and sort of you know thread them all together and develop a cohesive strategy. You know, our goal is to take this and then use it, feed it into a broader strategy for strategic planning within the organization, but just make it part of our culture in terms of how we deliver information to the council and affirm our commitment to data and evidence-based decision-making. And I will just add to that, uh, uh, Aaron did mention that we have a new city council coming on board, so we want to embed this culture into the council, and I'm really looking forward to when this housing information can be presented, because I think that is that first step in really the light bulb going on for people. This can really be helpful, and housing is certainly uh, an issue that's important to all the new members, as well as uh, uh, the, the members that have been on, but we also have a new administrator coming on. Um, and so that gives us a, a, this additional um, opportunity, someone who is really interested in collection of data. And so I think um, that will help. We talk about leadership. Well, the mayor can provide one level of leadership, but you need the whole administration. And with a new administrator, it's going to be super important for us to get that person uh, to understand the work that we've done and buy into it. Thank you. I completely agree with that. Um, we're always interested in, you know, measuring outcomes, seeing, you know, how do we get from point A to point B? What would you say are your desired outcomes, both short and long, long-term, Mayor Norton, for this data improvement in Rochester? Well, we started on that um, a little bit, which is um, we have, uh, you have worked with this uh, core group, the DSI group, to, to build this uh, knowledge and passion for data collection, uh, we have to spread that out. So we do have a challenge um, ahead of us. So uh, in the short term, uh, again, that presentation, sharing that passion with other teams is going to be really important to set us up for the future and also to start using this information to make a decision. We have to see it play out in real time and not just be a cerebral uh, thought. It has to actually play out and we have to see it to work. And so we are building that foundation of knowledge. That's what you've helped us with in the short term. And, um, and I think you've done a great job, but, but now it's, you know, moving to that next step. Here's the short term and Aaron may have a few to add to it, but it's the long term um, that I'm interested in right now. Yeah, I think that's absolutely it. I mean, in terms of desired outcomes, both short and long term, you know, the mayor just hit it on the head. I mean, it really is about creating a culture around this. And so in the data world, that seem, might seem a little bit fuzzy, but for us, you know, developing that culture around data and evidence-based decision-making and, and really embracing how we can use key performance indicators is super important and a strong priority. I would just also say uh, specifically on affordable housing, one of our leading indicators was really about how do we maintain our housing quality? And, you know, we're in the process now of setting up um, when we do our rental licensing program and our out-in units, you know, some 
approaches to how we judge the quality, not just do they pass the inspection, but you know, are we preserving the quality of our naturally occurring affordable rental housing in particular over time? So, you know, we're, we're energized by that. And then I guess me personally, as a, as a leader in the organization, I really look forward to how can we align this with our strategic priorities? You know, at the end of the day, you know, we need to put a marker out there that says we want to do blank in terms of affordable housing and then continue to measure it. And you've really given us the tools to do that. I'd also say our development services and infrastructure team, our vision is to be America's most innovative development services team. Uh, It's obviously a bold vision. Um, It's a vision we're not going to get to, though, without data. And to help drive that vision, we've developed some commitments. And, you know, those commitments are obviously in alignment with our city's vision, principles, and priority. Um, But we also have some commitments of what you'd expect, you know, around customer service. But in particular in this space, you know, our commitment is that we're going to be technologically advanced, data-driven, and passionate about continuous improvement. And so this capacity building has really helped us, you know, uh, give us the tools in order to live that commitment and build capacity around that commitment. And Rudy, I'd like to add one more thing that we haven't really talked about because we're talking about the internal workings of the city. But for this to be successful, we're going to have to work with partners outside of the city. And so I would also add that in the short term, and I think we have some really great partners, whether it's our Rochester Area Foundation who does um, a First Homes initiative, how are we going to connect with those partners out there? so that they can understand the work that we're doing and we can capitalize um, on that work because the more people that are involved and understand what we're doing and we partner, the more successful we'll be. So I want to put that kind of on the table too. It's not just about the internal workings of the city. It's pushing that out into the community and and really uh, growing the partnerships for housing. Yeah, Mayor, I want to amplify that because that's just so important. I mean, I think it became apparent in this engagement you know, that there's a quilt, you know, that needs to be stitched together in order for this to be successful. And housing really is, you know, we have a space there, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, there's there's many factors. And, you know, locally, we often talk about housing is really driven by land, legal, lumber, and labor. And some of those things we have the ability to influence and some we do not. But at the end of the day, we need to maximize those areas where we do have influence but doing it through partnerships is just so important. So I think the mayor's point there is is um, very important to consider. Thank you for that. And I'm going to ask you guys to come back to that later on. And I appreciate the comment earlier that, you know, this is not going to be done in one administration. It's not going to be done as a sprint. It's a marathon. You know, you guys are putting the foundational work in place. But I'd like to ask, in the, in the last year and a half, two years, in this administration and the work that you guys have been doing, do you have any examples of successes, wins that you've seen along this path of improving your data usage in the city of Rochester? Because I think our audiences would love to hear that. Well, Rudy, I can start in terms of, of wins with data. I would say this is our biggest one. You know, I mean, this really is sort of our um, you know, first concentrated effort and focus. I would also say, though, there's a couple other things we've instituted in the last couple of years that have been very helpful. Um, and, and it really is sort of trying to find that, you know, both quantitative and qualitative data. So in 2018, uh, we actually did our first ever statistically reliable city survey. 
Um, and it, it's not just like a citizen satisfaction survey. Um, it, it went to, you know, a bit broader for that and also allow people to reflect into our priorities. But, you know, that was really the first opportunity um, that we had uh, to do that. And it gave us, you know, some really good insights and, and you know, at times for certain issues uh, to do that. And then we've committed to doing that every other year now. So we have points along the way that we can use for some of our qualitative measures as we start to um, think about our overall key performance indicator strategy. I, I'd also say, I think um, we have done great work and, and I want to let the mayor talk more to this around sustainability. And I think data has been a strong element of that. And most recently, we are really energized by some of the uh, the data collection we're starting to do around equity. And obviously, you know, racial justice and diversity, equity, and inclusion, you know, are strong commitments um, by our, our city leadership, mayor and council and our administration and, and our new incoming council and administrator. It's just a it's an important topic for us. Um, we are also just in the process of getting back a statistically reliable survey that was done in partnership with our POLCO team and, and really giving us insights into our diversity, equity, inclusion efforts. And then also pairing that up, we're an intercultural city and maybe the mayor can talk a little bit more about that. Um, but there was a fairly robust uh, qualitative and quantitative data collection process around those. So I'm, I'm excited about that, using data as a tool for engagement, but also to drive decision-making, maybe defer to the mayor on a few other thoughts, because I know those are passion areas for her. Yes, thank you, Aaron. And and you did touch on some really uh, important concepts for our city and certainly concepts that are important to me personally. And and I do think the whole idea of quantitative and qualitative is really important. Um, one of our focuses as a city and uh, as a city council has been uh, community engagement. So we have to remember that, you know, decisions are made not only based on hardcore numbers and data, which you need, but also on the political part of it in city council is what does our community want? And uh, if you have the proper information, sometimes the community may think it wants something, but they haven't seen the data yet. And that's where that information can be so helpful. And one of, the, one of the examples I use is people will say, well, in Chicago, they're doing this. Or in Albuquerque, they're doing this. Well, Rochester's not Chicago or Al Albuquerque. We have to look at our own data and say, but is that right here? Just because it worked really wonderful in another city doesn't mean it's right for our city. And so, A, what do people want? That's the one component. But then the other is, what does our local data show? And then it's that information together that helps us make a decision. And Aaron did point out we are um, doing a lot of work in the diversity, equity, and inclusion area. It's a, it's a focus moving ahead for our community and certainly pertinent to housing. So again, pulling that, that information together, what are the needs and the challenges and the direction our city is moving? And then let's look at that data and say, what do we really need and who, would we, who do we need it for? So that we know what, you know what housing project do we approve, not just the first one that comes to the table. Mayor Norton and Aaron, that's music to my ears. For someone who's devoting my uh, academic career in performance management and local governments, it always brings warmth to my heart to know. And having worked in the city of Baltimore and DC, there's something that city that cities and communities say they need, but letting the data speak for itself, that truly is resounding. And I think our audiences takes a lot out of that because you have to let the data speak for itself, whether good or bad. There's a story to be told. So I really appreciate that comment. Um, just to pivot a little bit to towards uh, the end of this this podcast, what and you've touched on 
on this a little bit earlier, but what would you say um, others looking to do the same work would need to know or take into account as they start thinking, how can we replicate this type of work that Rochester is doing to improve data usage in, in, the, in their practices? Well, certainly um, having staff who are willing to uh, step into something that's uncomfortable and new uh, is really important. And our staff have done that at, under Aaron's leadership. He's done a really nice job engaging the right people who care about this information. That's super important. Um, getting your information technology uh, folks involved because they're key to, the, to, the, to getting information, but making it, getting it in a usable format. I think our department heads and as well as, I mean, it's throughout the organization. So it's not only having the leadership at the top, but it's also making sure that you've shared the information and the importance of it to your downline staff. So I would say those are some key people that need to be involved. But I think the other point to remember is that this isn't a one and done endeavor. This is a, a changing the culture of your, your organization to really look for data, collect it, put it in a usable format and actually use it. Stay focused. Yeah, and I would just uh, add to to that in terms of how do we you know replicate and repeat you know this moving forward. You know, I really think it's but initially like everything you know about building your team, having a good understanding of your why. Why are we doing this on the front end? Why are we committed and passionate about this topic? I mean, and really thinking about your team not in a conventional way. You know, I think the diversity of perspective and opinion that you can bring to that group is super important. And then, you know, for me, I mean, Rudy, as you know, I mean, I um, supported the effort, was engaged at times, but also gave our team a lot of license to work on this. And, you know, I think empowering people in this process is super important, but staying engaged, you know, when important to, you know, make sure, you know, there's alignment. But I think just, you know, giving some people some license and empowerment is also uh, essential. Thank you. And I think the resounding theme there is, you know, nurturing it, not just a one and done, as Mayor Norton said, and also cultivating the staff to continue the work. So those are really great points. But one last question on the advice to listeners. Mayor Norton, any challenges that you tell our listeners, other mayors, other leaders to, to watch out for when they're trying to do this type of work in their own cities, in their own counties and states? Well, I think for, for us, um, picking a topic when you start that you feel passionate about, because if it's something you don't really care about, you're not going to have your heart and soul into it and be able to embrace it and then and push it out into the rest of your organization. So when you start, pick that topic that everybody cares about that really is meaningful uh, to your community. So I think, um, I think that's really important. And then I would say, whether it be our administrator, and as I said, we're getting a new one, and so we need to make certain we do the work so that the new administrator understands where we're at and where we're going. But having um, the top leaders in your city uh, really share the passion and make, and make sure they keep it on that front burner for the rest of the organization, it, it does take um, that leadership. And Aaron has provided that for us through our department, which I've really appreciated. Uh, the one challenge that I heard from our staff besides, you know, resources and time, uh, as I mentioned early on with a smaller staff, um, how do you stick with it? The other thing I think that Nolan would tell us is don't be afraid to ask questions and get help. I think, you know, sometimes you're afraid to look like you don't know what you're talking about. What the heck is a KPI, says the mayor when they're talking about KPIs. <laughs> you need to just say, what? Well, okay, folks, you know, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I understand what's a KPI. Oh, key performance indicator. Why didn't you say that, right? Um, so uh, speaking in a language that everybody can understand and bringing people along and then not being afraid to ask those questions. I think creating that culture uh, is really important. 
Thank you for that. Well, this kind of brings us to the close. You know, Mayor Norton and Aaron, it's truly been my pleasure discussing this very crucial work with you, work that cities like yours are doing every day so that quality of life, not just quality of services are improved for everyone. On much personal note, I wanted to let you know again what an honor it has been for me this past few months to work with your dedicated leaders and staff. Uh, they brought dedication and commitment to the work each and every time I met with them. And it's almost kind of bittersweet for me to do this podcast because I know it's kind of the end of the road for this engagement. But before I let you go, can you share with our audiences where they can go to learn more about the strides that you're making there in Rochester, Minnesota? Well, Rudy, in terms of where you can go, we are obviously trying to create presence on our city website. And we've presented a lot of this material to our city council. And so we will make sure that we have that reflected um, within our city website. So there is a, a good place to look at that. Thank you for that. And I do hope that our conversation today sparked many more in cities across the country on the importance of data-driven decision-making and how leadership buy-in and nurturing staff would help in putting that forward. If you'd like to learn more about us, you can visit us at civicimpact.jhu.edu. Until the next time, we're signing off and thank you. Thank you.